0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 77 of The Green Life. In today's episode, we're going to talk about healing your body by taking accountability and learning about the power of food. I'm speaking to Matt Bennett, also known online as My Raw Intuition, and Matt is going to share his story, a story of healing since he was a child when he was sick and how he didn't really understand what was going on because he was never told by the medical system how to heal, but he learned through his process through life. and he took responsibility for his health, and then it got better. So he's going to share this amazing, powerful journey and how he helps people to do the same. Now, before we get into the episode, a big shout-out to Namawell well for the J2 Juicer. You guys know I love my juicer. I have a discount code for you in the show notes. I don't make any money out of this, so feel free to use it just for your benefit. Now, I do make money, however, from Dr. Robert Morse's Herbs. I'm an affiliate. So if you buy the herbs from my link, that will support the show. I love and really believe in these herbs. I help, I use them myself, I help my clients use them while they cleanse their body and then change their diet for the better. So I know they work, I know they're powerful and this is why I work with them. And also I have a link to my beautiful practice as well as my retreat center in Portugal. If you are a practitioner, a healer, and you're looking for a place to the retreats, please get in touch. I really support my fellow healers and, and practitioners to have a place where they can come and help people without breaking the bank and without the financial stress. So check it out and I'll speak to you soon. Now let's go into this episode. I'm really excited about it. Without further ado, welcome Matt. Hi Matt. Thank you so much for joining me on The Green Life today. How are you?
1: I am so good, Chantel. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure. I am really excited about talking about your story, your healing journey, your discovery, really. I think it's been multifaceted from where I learned about you. And I love to have um, not only, you know, doctors and like in brackets, experts that come on, but actually people that have taken health into their hands and can be really a testament that we can do it. Because I feel a lot, of, a lot of time society takes us in a place where they make us disempowered and they make us feel like because we didn't go to medical school, we can't make health decisions where allopathic medicine doesn't actually even talk about health. It's just really tampering symptoms. So I love your journey, I love your story. And for people that don't know you, can we give them a little bit of a background about who you are and how you got here? T- 10 plus years raw vegan plus on, on top of that, so.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Uh, I'm always happy to share my story. So I you know, I grew up like most uh, kids in, in the US, uh, standard American diet, a lot of uh, animal products and processed foods. Um, Even though, so so I grew up in Minnesota, so we're like right in the middle of the United States and up by Canada. And, um, you know, a lot of meat and potatoes type uh, meals that that we eat around here. And yeah, that's basically my mom did try and make a lot of home cooked meals and things, but it still came out of like a box or a bag or something like that or frozen, you know, something. Um, And... Yeah. As, as I, you know, from a, from a very young age, I had eczema and asthma and, um, colds and flus all the time, sore throats, really dry skin. Uh, my, my parents used to wrap me in warm, wet washcloths with cortisol cream on them for, for the eczema and and for my skin issues. Um, and so, that was something that uh, I, I started with from, you know, as very, very young. And as I got older, um, I started to kind of develop uh, some toxic thinking patterns, you know, self conscious, um, just self limiting belief systems. Uh, that I was picking up from you know bullies at school or just you know what I don't even know where they came from really. um uh, but yeah, I just started having a a very uh, not as positive view of myself and especially at the age of about sixteen or seventeen, I started to lose my hair. I started to have more hair coming off on my comb when I get ready in the morning and and my hair was kind of like an identity piece for me because you know I run around like the girls would always try and mess up my hair because I'd like to style it and things when I was younger and so once I started to lose my hair I started to really get down on myself and really feel like you know nobody's gonna love me uh, you know I'm gonna be ugly you know all these different things and it, it truly consumed my life it, it basically was something I, c- I focused on constantly, like every day, you know, it, it was just a constant thing. And so it affected a lot of the things that I would do or, you know, a lot of the things that I wanted to do, I wouldn't do because I didn't want, you know, to get in a situation where, um, you know, my hair would get messed up or something like that. So it, it affected basically everything in my life at that time. So that's what I was dealing with. Um, you know, kind of depression, you know, some of these things that, um, you know, partially probably because of the hair, but also just because, you know, I didn't sleep well. I had sleep, chronic insomnia. I would go many nights where I would have maybe just a couple hours of sleep, um, digestive issues. I was constipated. I would go, you know, at least a couple days, usually like at least one day anyways, between bowel movements. Um, so I didn't realize that this was something to be of concern. You know, I, I just figured it was normal, uh, not you know, not something that you really talk about with your friends, but, um, I, I later realized that it, it really isn't normal. It's not healthy or it's maybe normal, but it's not healthy. It's not natural, uh, to go, you know, days without uh, having a bowel movement. And so, yeah, like all of these different things kind of just accumulated to, you know, just, uh, create, uh, a low, you know, quality of life. You know, I, I kind of, masked it with alcohol and, and partying. Um, So I would go out, you know, as soon as I was uh, of age, I would go out and we would go to the bars a lot with my friends. And it was almost a nightly thing that we would, we would go to the bars or we'd have a, you know, have drinks at somebody's house or something. So yeah, I I used alcohol to, to kind of suppress the, the feelings that I was having about um, just, you know, not feeling the greatest and also just, uh, about myself. So, um, yeah, I mean, and and then I learned about, uh, juice fasting. I came across when I was about, uh, 24, 25, I came across this radio program that was talking about juicing and I had, uh, just previous to that coincidentally, I had received a, a juicer from my brother, uh, cause he, he received it and he wasn't using it. So I just, Took it for, I don't even know why I took it because I, I didn't even know anything about uh, juicing or fruits and vegetables or anything. So um, he gave that to me a few weeks later. Uh, I came across this radio program and they were talking about the benefits of juice fasting. And so I was like, oh, I got a juicer, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, it just sparked my interest. So uh, I planned to do just like a weekend of juicing and I was just going to go like two or three days. And at the end of that, I felt so amazing. Like I, I was already sleeping better. Um, I was, you know, just feeling like alive. I was just like, had my energy levels had had risen, and I just felt really good. So I just decided, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back, restock on some fruits and vegetables, and I'm gonna keep going. And so I just kind of played it by ear. I just went day by day. I ended up going ten days and at the end of those 10 days i had you know lost weight i i was sleeping better my skin looked better um my um my thoughts were maybe the the most eye opening thing is that my thought patterns my critical thinking you know all this sort of stuff was subsiding and and i was i was becoming more aware of of my thought patterns and and of my self critical you know habits and it it just gave me the awareness that i didn't want i didn't want to like think that way right and it was just something that was kind of unconscious at that point um and so once i became aware of that it just kind of snowballed into you know wanting to learn more about why i was feeling so good and so i really dug deep into documentaries and books and and all this stuff on uh, whole food, plant-based diet and just cleansing and detoxification and, um, you know, raw foods. And so I just went on a deep dive into, you know, documentaries and books and, and, and I did some uh, certification courses after a few years and I just enjoyed learning about my body and it was reinforced by the incredible benefits and and how well I was feeling And how many just physical, emotional, you know, spiritual even benefits that I was experiencing. So I could, I just intuitively knew that I was on the right track and, you know, it just continued to, to, you know, lead me down this path. And and I've been doing this now since 2011. So it's been over 12 years now and and i'm just you know so happy to to have had this experience and to be able to you know share with other people you know the benefits that they might experience as well
0: wow thank you so much about for sharing so much in details i love the introspection that you bring into your story. And I guess, you know, once you go back a few times, repeating and explaining what happened, it's not just the surface information, but actually understanding the feelings and that connection really opens up your eyes. I mean, I had the same experience, of course, differently, but also self-esteem because I didn't like my body. I didn't love my body. I grew up in a a family where, um, you know, I was given this image that I was not perfect. And so I became anorexic when I was a teenager and, I had eating disorders all my 20s. And, you know, sometimes that pattern of thinking is still there and you have to be so conscious about it. But um, in your case, obviously, as a teenager, losing chunks of hair is scary. And I'm I'm wondering, did you go and see a doctor? And what did the doctor say if you did?
1: Um, For the hair loss, I don't remember going to a doctor for that. Um, From what I remember, I I kind of kept it to myself myself. For, for the first while. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I did start trying to, um, you know, change the things that I was eating. Um, you know, I went online and just started searching, you know, how to prevent hair loss. Yeah. Dr. <laughs> Google. Exactly. It, you know, I, it's funny. I didn't even think about going to the doctor that I can remember anyways, maybe it's just, I'm not remembering, but, um, all I remember is going online, looking up, you know, different foods and different things you can do to, to slow or to reverse hair loss. And I mean, really it was, it was a lot of the foods that I was already eating. It was just high protein animal Mm -hmm. products. Um, and then spinach was another leafy. It was, it was one of the main plant foods that I would see. Um, and so, so that actually led me into consume. I would just start making these big, massive spinach salads with of course, chicken and cheese and ranch dressing and all these different things that go uh that most people put into their salads. But um, you know, I I got into the habit of making big salads, like at least, you know, three to five times a week. And as I got into college, I continued that that uh habit. And you know, my my roommates and my friends would give me a hard time sometimes about you know, I'm being Mr. Healthy and, you know, what, why, why you want to eat so healthy. Um, and I never really, I had one friend, I think that I, that I kind of let in that I shared uh, my struggles with, with my hair and and he was very supportive, but, you know, most of the people that I hung out with didn't understand why I was so interested in, in eating healthy and doing, you know, healthy things. So yeah, it was kind of something I just kept to myself for the most part, outside of a few um, people like my mom, of course I told, but um, yeah, so it, it wasn't anything I went to the doctor for, but I, other than Dr. Google where, you know, I, I did start making these changes um, and, and I was always looking for like anything, any food at the supermarket or any like drink, any bottled drink that had like, um, you know, the touted, like, vitamin content like vitamin C, super high vitamin C or vitamin A, or you know, protein, especially protein and calcium. Those are kind of the, the two main uh nutrients that I was like I, I just at the time I just knew those were like the most important things in the world. So so I was always looking for protein and calcium content of, of the things I was eating. But yeah, I was always looking for ways to to bring in more nutrition and just you know be as as healthy with my food as possible, even though I, I I wasn't perfect, I was you know I was still eating fast food and pizza and all these different things. So I I was I was doing my best with with the knowledge that I had.
0: Yeah, I hear you. So yeah. after the 10 juice fast, which is amazing, by the way, I I did um um the longest just fast that I did is not long really, three days, but I felt different by day three. I actually, even looked you can see the difference like in your in your face. But um I I struggle with this image, well, this thought of not having any food for ten days. Like it's the chewing, I think. And um and so I start with maybe steps now, but what happened, what is happening more and more is that I actually naturally have juice, days and days when I juice and then I don't even realize that I haven't eaten and I'm just juicing because I'm getting so many nutrients. I'm so full of energy and I'm sure you felt the same. You just have this boost and you yeah. sleep better and you think clearer and it's just such an amazing thing. Um, but after your 10 days, how did you feel like, how, how how was your transition back to solid food? What was your, you know, what information did you have that allowed you, because I guess this is really happening while still learning. So you're in the process, you're not raw yet at that point, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. I, I, I transitioned, I I actually don't remember exactly how I broke the fast. Um, but I I did, yeah, I don't remember exactly, but I, I've, I've always been, you know, I, I like once I, once I learned about juice fasting, I did study, I know I was, I was aware that you don't just want to like jump right back into like heavy foods. So I, I think I might've done like smoothies or, or salads. I I don't remember exactly, but, um, once I got back to eating solid food, um, yeah, I still wasn't vegan. I, I wasn't, I didn't even know what raw was. Um, I don't think I even understood what vegan was at that time. So, I I started, you know, in in the research as I was like, as my awareness and and my just consciousness had expanded over that 10 days, um, and and the research I was digging into, um, I did start to learn about um, you know, just the benefits of of eating more fruit. And so I started with breakfast was the first thing I changed. Um, so I started having fruit for breakfast and the thing that I remember is that um, you know, the just because I, I used to have coffee and, and different things like that, um, you know, stimulants to to kind of wake me up before work or before school or whatever it was. And, you know, just having that fruit, like the hydration and and the fiber and you know, helping with bowel movements and all that, I was I was so amazed at at just the energy that that I thought that I needed to get from coffee and and different stimulants, energy drinks. Um, you know, just like having that energy when I woke up and feeling, feeling good. So that's, that just again, reinforced that, uh, you know, I was, I was doing something that was working. And so I just continued to do that. I was basically just having fruit and then I would just have my regular meals for the most part, um, after that, um, each day. And then once I was really like ready to move to the next step, I just went to lunch and, and this wasn't like a predetermined path that I was taking. It was just it just happened organically and naturally. Um, and so, yeah, I just started having a salad for lunch um, where I worked. They they had a nice salad bar in the cafeteria. And, um, and it was actually organic too. So that was even a bigger plus because I was learning about all that stuff too, like conventional versus organic and pesticides and all these things. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, was having my fruit for lunch and then I was having like a salad, uh, for, or for, I mean, fruit for breakfast and a salad for lunch. And again, just my regular whatever I, I did start transitioning to like I was trying to have wheat bread instead of white bread. And I was having like turkey burgers instead of beef burgers. And, you know, I was eating a lot. of I ate a lot of chicken breasts. That was like maybe the the most consumed meat that I would consume was chicken breast. I ate a lot of that. Um, And and yeah. So then once I got comfortable with with lunch and breakfast and I was really as this was happening, I was feeling just again, more energy. I was continuing to to sleep better and wake up more refreshed. Um, again, I was having these bowel movements more frequently. And I was just like amazed at, at like the, the lightness of, of that my body was feeling. And so, yeah, I just kept going. And, and again, then I started having a side salad with my regular dinner and then over time, I just continued to make that side salad a little bit bigger and bigger and it just kind of crowded out the, the regular, you know, my old foods. And it essentially turned into what I do now, which is what I call SFS, which just stands for smoothie, fruit, salad. And so I'll have a big smoothie for breakfast these days. And I've been doing this for many years now. Um, it's just kind of the routine that I, I landed on and it just worked really well for me. Um, smoothie for breakfast, uh, a fruit of some kind for lunch uh, it might be like a couple different fruits or just might be one fruit, um, but I have as much fruit as I want for, for lunch. And then for dinner, I have what I call a five star salad, which um, I kind of coined the term five star salad um which just means it's it's essentially what I've I've created uh for myself that worked really well uh to make uh, a salad that that made me feel like I had just eaten a meal and cuz you know most people struggle with feeling satisfied after they eat a salad they're like eh, you know I just don't I'm still hungry and so I was just like figuring out all the things that I put into my salads that that satisfied me. Cause I was like, I love my salads. Like that's, that's what I enjoy eating for dinner almost every single night now. And so came up with that five-star salad to help people understand you know, like the pillars of, of making a, a substantial salad, uh, and, and a nutrient dense and just, a uh, an all around, uh, healthy salad. And yeah, that's, that's kind of how I do it. And then if, if I want some cooked food, I always have it with the salad. Like you'll never find me Pretty much never find me eating cooked, like, and and when I say cooked, I just mean basically, um, I call it conscious cooking. I got that from Dr. Clapper, so it means cooking with uh wet heat instead of dry heat. So you're using either a, a pressure cooker, uh, to steam or boiled, so and it's always whole food. Um, and so yeah. That's if, if I have cooked, it's, it's with my big five-star salad, but you know, a lot of times it's just the the salad and yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I ended up structuring my, my meals that, uh, that has worked really well for me.
0: I love that. So you're not fully, fully raw. You're high raw, like 95% I would say.
1: Yeah. I, I was much more strict with it early on, but mm-hmm. Over time, I just, you know, I, I just kind of gave myself a little more flexibility with that. Um, as, I, as I've as i seen, as I've researched and, and I've, you know, observed long-term people, I, I really, like, I'm a true believer in raw food and, and I promote it, you know, in everything that I do, but I, I don't necessarily think that, um, you know, you have to be 100% raw in order to obtain, you know, the benefits of, of a mostly raw diet. Um, you know, we, there's plenty of examples of even just whole food, plant-based people that, you know, don't focus on raw and, and they do very well long-term. So mm. it just, it just gave me the, the freedom to have a little bit more flexibility with, with how I go about it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm the same. Um, I was never fully raw. i have always been high raw, but I've, mm. I've been very like, I, there are days that I just have raw, like weeks, maybe yeah. but I don't think about it. But if I want a sweet potato, I will have it. If I want some quinoa, I will have it. Like I'm very flexible because to me, the other thing is my body's talking to me. And I'm sure you feel the same where we start tuning in and we hear that maybe we're lacking something and I'd rather give myself a sweet potato than than have like cravings for things that are perhaps not very healthy so yeah. you know that's my approach and i'm I'm glad you're on the same page because i feel like more and more of us are actually coming to this conclusion because that's another thing that it's happening with the community is that sometimes we want to be so perfect that then we put so much pressure on ourselves and it becomes you know start having imposter syndrome and i'm like are we traumatized enough like living in this life <laughs> <laughs> we have to add food issues Let's exactly <laughs> yeah. So, yeah um you mentioned at the beginning that you lost some weight after juicing, and for me, it's really hard to imagine you overweight because you look fantastic. What what, what was your weight before? Now,
1: yeah, I was uh, around 160 pounds uh, back then, and I'm five eight. Um, right now, I basically hover between like 135 and 140. Is my mm-hmm. is what what I feel at like my best at? So, yeah, that's and and when I first got into this lifestyle. I was down to like, you know, cause I was doing a lot of fasting. I was doing, um, you know, like a lot of cleansing type things. So I got down to like under 120. Um, so yeah, it, it was kind of shocking for the people around me, but in, in my heart, I knew what I was doing. Like, even though I wasn't as educated about it all as I am now, but even back then I just intuitively knew that, um, you know, what I was doing was, was right for me. And so I, I, ex- I accepted the fact that I was going to lose even more weight than I wanted to. Um, not that I even wanted to lose weight. I didn't want, like, it wasn't anything that I was trying to do. It just naturally happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, so I just, uh, it, uh initially I, I lost more weight, but then it balanced back out as I got into the lifestyle and I started finding a a consistent and healthy way to eat. Um, which, you know, I think When you get into this lifestyle, you start eating a whole food, plant based diet, Um, and I think low fat is a is a key part to that. Um, You know, I think that uh, for for everybody that's uh, you know doesn't have some sort of um, you know outlying circumstance, it it should balance. It should bring you into like a, a an ideal body weight without really that much effort. But some people do need to take a little more effort um but it's it's definitely possible and and likely that that you'll find a, your ideal body weight eating this way.
0: Yeah, I mean at the beginning we also lose a lot of water weight and then, you know, yeah. then of course that is the adjustment period. Yeah. Um I think when it comes to people that perhaps lose too much weight and don't put it on again, I, I mean, I I think a lot of people have this approach of um you know, one blanket approach for everybody, and we're very different. Like some of us may need more protein. Some some of us may need more. A little bit more fats like you know there are some women that are generally so thin that they really need perhaps a little bit more uh more fat in their diet to balance out hormones perhaps and of course it is also the conversation of the gut health i mean are we absorbing the nutrients are we really you know Mm. healthy not just looking thin but actually healthy so i know that um you studied a little bit with dr morse which of course we mentioned before we started recording (laughs) i love him and um And uh, well, I I guess the fruit part came partly from him uh, learning about it because I definitely learned a lot about the fruit from him. I never in a million years thought that I couldn't have fruit and have my glucose levels be okay because I was taught, I went to nutrition school. And of course, a correlation between fruit is bad for your sugar was like ingrained in me. And um, mm-hmm. I also had problems with my with my glucose. And lo and behold, now that I actually eat more more fruit, my glucose levels are perfect. So just another proof. And um and I guess you did um you did some courses with him. And I'd like to know about you know your experience with him and also how you're using learning with Dr. Morse to to work because I know you also are a coach and help people detoxify and get on the on on a raw or semi raw or just healing lifestyle
1: yeah um yeah I, I did back in 2014 is when i i did my level 2 uh mm-hmm. certification with dr morse uh down in florida and that was it was one of the most transformative just unforgettable memories that that i that i have um and It's funny that this is why I do think that it's so important for, you know, people to, you know, if you can get to an event, uh, whether it's a fruit fest or whether it's a certification training or whatever it is, um, you know, connecting with people in person is so much more powerful, even though it's great to connect online. Like, of course, that's that's really nice. But um, there's just a difference in connecting in person with things like that um, and just the energy that you know being around these people that you know were were mostly like minded and we were just all interested in and in learning about you know the body and about health and detoxification and all this stuff um, and it's just you know I, I made so many friends from that that uh you know i I'll never you know never forget so. Um, it was, yeah, it was incredible and it was really cool meeting Dr. Morse and, um, uh, it was great. So, yeah. So now I basically, I use the foundation. So the foundation of what I do is based on what I learned from Dr. Morse. Um, you know, basically my whole lifestyle is like detoxification, um, but in a a more balanced and, um, you know, sustainable way than I think a lot of people do it. Uh, and that's one thing that I, I kind of take pride in is, is giving people a more balanced way, not, not compared to Dr. Morris. I'm just saying in, in the context of the, you know, of, of a lot of the programs that are out there. Um, I just think that there's a lot of more, you know, extreme approaches to doing this lifestyle and I've taken what Dr. Morris taught me and I've put it into, you know, a, a, a teachable way that is, is easy for people to understand. And it's it's very sustainable. Um, it's not dogmatic. It's not saying, you know, all raw or nothing. It's not, you know, I, I let people take the information and kind of tweak it to uh, fit their lifestyle and fit their, you know, what's going to work best for them. Because I, I do think we all, you know, I, I think, you know, people. S- the the thing that when people say that we're all a little bit different i agree we are a little bit different um but i think people use that kind of as an excuse to mm. say like oh well you know i'm a, we're all different i need some animal protein you know you might not but uh, you know things like that and i don't i just don't see that as being the case um you know under the umbrella of you know a uh, Technically we are a frugivorous species. So we are designed to eat, you know, plant foods, mostly fruits and, and leafy greens and things. And so um when when people are are trying to say that you know we're different in in the sense that some people, you know, depending on where they live or, you know, their ancestry, you know, if you take somebody from uh Europe or you know, Russia or Spain or um, you know, South America or any, or Minnesota. And if somebody needs medical treatment or like a surgery, you know, they're going to treat you the exact same way. We all have the same basic anatomy and physiology. And so really, you know, other than a few minor things, um, I, you know, preferences and things, I think we should all be eating pretty similar for optimal health. Um, but but yeah, I'm, I'm not saying one way is going to work for everybody. So I do encourage people to find the way that works best for them. And, you know, that could be, you know, I like big smoothies, you know, put a lot of bananas in my smoothies. Some people don't like that. So, um, so there's some way there's a, there's an example of how somebody might adjust, you know, mm-hmm. what I teach and like what I do to fit them and, and their preferences. Um, so and, and like you said, maybe somebody feels better eating a little more fat. Um, you know, that's, that's for everybody to make, you know, the decision for themselves, uh, based on how they feel. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I just, I coach people and and I write books now. I've got three, I've got four books technically. Um, one is a children's book, which I don't have on me, but, uh, it's, it's called vegan adventures with barnyard friends. I wrote it, uh, because, you know, I was kind of traumatized in a way. I, I felt betrayed um, when I found out what animal, you know, first of all, the sentience of animals mm-hmm. and how, you know, they're, they're really no different than our family uh, dogs and cats or whatever other animals people have. Um, I used to think like farm animals were some different, you know, robotic something, you know, like, I don't know. I just didn't think that they were the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then once I learned that they were. And I just felt so betrayed. And once I saw, I saw the movie earthlings and, and I just realized the truth about, um, you know, the reality of, of what these animals go through. Um, and then as I researched more, I just, I really discovered that, you know, regardless of the animal, um, we all have the same basic traits, you know, they're, they're really no different than us. They, they, you know, they have two eyes, they have a mouth, they, you know, they walk around um, and and they, they just desire to live their life happy and, you know, love their families and have fun and play. Um, and so, so I wrote a book in a, in a non-graphic way for children to kind of just get that exposure. um, And there's like mazes and puzzles and things in there to kind of educate them in a fun way. Um, so yeah, it's called Vegan Adventures, Vegan Adventures with Barnyard Friends. Uh, it's, it's on my website. Um, and then my other three books, five-star digestion, 21 day raw transformation program, and five-star salad revolution. Um, again, I, I mentioned Dr. Morse, I I think in all three of them, if not, I know for sure the, the two, the raw transformation program and the salad book, um, because I do, you know, again, Dr. Morse taught me he was the first one that made me aware that, um, one we're a frugivorous species and he kind of broke down the different, um, you know, um, types of, of animals, the herbivores, the frugivores, the omnivores and the carnivores. And that, that like just opened my eyes. I was just like, wow, I never, I never really thought of it like that. And, and he just showed like the anatomy and physiology of each one. And so, that was like an eye-opening moment. And so I put that in, in the two books, um, that just so people get that, just that initial understanding. Um, and then they can look further into it if they like, but yeah, I mean that, that, uh, set me on this path to start educating people. I just love to educate people and, and share, share what has worked for me, uh, because I've, you know, I've seen it work for so many other people as well through coaching and just, you know, communicate, networking with different people. So so, yeah. I
0: love that. I love that. I especially love that you wrote for book, a book for children because there's just not not enough material and you're so right. We are betrayed. We are yeah. told certain things or not told at all and we're just given this uh, you know kind of false image of um, what animals are like, like and you can even go to a pet like a petting zoo with your parents and you you like you cuddle the animals and you do not make the connection that these aim animals are on your plate at dinner time mm-hmm. Yeah. it's just insane um i mean i became vegan in 2013 so i was 32 and uh and i couldn't believe that i didn't notice that i had been so disconnected and the dissonance was so strong and i thought yeah. wow like i i prided myself to be open-minded but actually i was living in this prison of dissonance and um and you know not really understanding and in fact i remember when people came to me to talk about veganism i was like please i'm not a hippie
1: yeah
0: <laughs> like you know now i'm like oh, i wasn't vegan my whole life Yeah. so it's crazy but um yeah so I, I hope that children get exposed to this i mean there are, these poor children are exposed to so many crazy agendas can we yeah. just teach them the truth about animals like come on yes
1: so, you know
0: totally. um and um, in terms of your five star salads, because I love the name. Thank you. What are your salads like?
1: Yeah, I can I can run through the the five pillars of a five star salad if you'd like. Yeah. Um. And, and and just to you know, side note, I also you know I worked in a meat market growing through high you know growing up through high school and college, and yeah, so I also had that like disc because I loved animals at the same time, but I at the same I was going to work and I was you know cutting up chicken breasts and pork chops and all these different things. So, um, yeah, I, the, the cognitive dissonance was definitely strong, um, and, and that disconnect. So, so yeah, just, just, uh, um, kind of relate to, to what you just said, but, um, yeah, but the five star salads are, so again, these are, these are salads that, uh, should leave you feeling like you just Ate an actual meal, right? So it's not, it's not a side salad. We're getting rid of that concept. Side salads are out. Now the the main meal is this is the salad. All right. So this is how you create a salad that that can give you that, you know, satisfaction, uh, the nutrition, the just the satiation that that you're expecting when you're sitting down for dinner. And again, if if you especially in the early beginning, if if you're not used to eating a salad for your main meal um, you know, make, make the salad, your main meal, but then you can have a side, um, you know, depending on what your goals are, if you want to be fully raw, just have a side of, of whatever, you know, cooked meal that you typically have. And then over time, you can just, you know, phase that out and you can just have the big salad, but, Um, This is this is why I give people the option that still, even though the the salad is very satisfying, they still just have like that emotional connection to cooked food and that warm feeling. So I would rather see somebody eat a big five star salad with their whatever cooked meal they're wanting. That's going to give them that, you know, that's going to check the box for that emotional um, connection with their food. And I would rather see them do that than to just eat, a you know, no salad or, you know, just a side, a little tiny side salad. So, um, so I like to give people some flexibility to work with. Um, but yeah, the first pillar of the five-star salad is at least one pound of leafy greens. All right. So this is going to maybe sound a little crazy to people. It's going to sound like a lot of greens. It's really not that much when you think of when, once you see what it is, I mean, when you see it, you might, if you're not used to eating big salads, it might seem big, but over time you'll get used to it and it's a breeze. It's not that difficult at all. Um, It's actually very enjoyable. I love it. So, so a one pound is, is typically like, it's like one good sized head of romaine or green leaf lettuce. Like usually, unless you're getting like the bagged romaines, the, the romaine hearts, those are usually pretty small, but like if you get a a loose head of romaine. Um, like I just got like six heads from the farmer's market. Um, every single one of those are a pound in themselves. And so really it's like, you're just eating like a head of lettuce. And so it's, it's not that it's not that bad. Um, so, so yeah, one pound of, of leafy greens in addition to that, well, either in addition or within the one pound, um, I like to see people use at least a little bit of a cruciferous vegetable like kale or, you know, collards or uh, arugula or cabbage. Um, they're not only do they have different nutritional qualities, but they also are a little more hearty of a of a green. So they're going to give you a little more satiation uh, like kale is like three times the the caloric density of of like uh romaine or green leaf. Um, so not that, you know, not that it's it's still within the leafy green category. So it's not calorically dense by any means, but compared to other greens, it is a little hardier and it can give people just that more heavy feeling that they're used to. So that can help a lot. Um, the third pillar is to have at least one leafy green herb, So you want to have like a fresh, fresh herb. So you want to have some fresh parsley or cilantro or dill or, you know, basil, whatever you like, just throw in some fresh herb. That's really going to give it that just boost of flavor and just it's delicious to add in some fresh herbs. Fourth pillar is to have at least five different um, colors. You want to have five different colors in your salad. And, you know, that's the polyphenols and the antioxidants that are going to help feed your microbiome. They're also going to be, you know, uh, anti-inflammatory and all these different things. So it's really going to benefit you not only from, um, you know, a a physical health level, but also just seeing the colors in your salad makes you emotionally um, more invested or interested in in eating that because it just you want to eat something that looks nice. Right. Mm -hmm. So. So yeah, get the, get as many colors in there as you can. And then to top it all off, uh, you know, maybe the most important ingredient for most people is the dressing. And so you want to make your own homemade whole food salad dressing, which is super simple. And in, in my books, I've got, um, you know, there's between, between the two books, I think there's probably close to 50 salad dressing recipes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Give me
0: one. Give me one example because, you know, dressing can be really, really intimidating for people because now we're talking no oil, right? So,
1: yes, no oil. Mm I'm, I mean, again, if you're eating a whole food, plant based diet, very healthy, and you have a little bit of oil, I'm not going to say that's going to like destroy your health or anything. But just for me personally, I don't think oil is ideal. And Mm -hmm. so, personally, I don't eat oil. um, But, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not super dogmatic about it, but uh if somebody does have weight issues or skin issues, I I would say to to eliminate the oil and see how that works for you. But um yeah, so a salad dressing, <laughs> my favorite your favorite. My favorite one, well, I'll tell you, okay, smokehouse is is one of my favorites. It's really difficult for me to to say which one is my favorite cuz I do truly love them all. <laughs> um and Full disclosure, I actually don't really make these uh, recipes in my daily life. I'm so like simplistic and like not into like doing a specific recipe. I just throw something together based on what I have in the fridge. Um, But I do love making salad dressing recipes because um, one, they make the salad, you know, you can turn any salad like you have the same salad, but a different dressing and make it Taste and feel like a whole new recipe, and so the, the salad dressing is uh, a really important part to making enjoyable salads. Um, so, smokehouse is the one that that I it's it's always been one of my favorites, and it's usually one that people come back to me and and tell me that they really like that one. Um, so, and that one is in twenty one day raw transformation program, but you can also get that for free on my website. It's in the craving busters. Uh, kit it's it's a free download um but it is i see i can't even remember the exact ingredients but it's um i think it's sunflower seeds all my dressings are basically three tablespoons of a nut or a seed uh, for the fat base and then it's got half of a lemon which i i throw in the whole lemon i, I peel off the yellow but then i throw in the whole thing i don't just squeeze out the juice mm. um and that way you get more fiber, you get, uh, you know, more of the, the nutrients and also it kind of bulks it up a little more so that you're getting more of a substantial dressing. Um, so, uh, let's see. So yeah, the sunflower seeds, the lemon, there's two dates, uh, um, medjool dates that you, uh, you can throw in there and then it is smoked paprika. It's like mm-hmm. a, a teaspoon of smoked paprika, Um, I think cayenne pepper, Ah, uh, it, it's basically, it's like a,
0: it's like different spices.
1: Yeah. It's different spices, but, but yeah, if you want the actual recipe, um, it's, it's, it's a free download on my website. We'll put it in the show
0: notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, um, I, I love that you talked about very exoteric stuff. So, you know, your journey, the body and other transformation. And by the way, when did you notice that your eczema was going away? Cause of, of course, through healing, that's probably one thing that you noticed. And have you noticed also changing your skin texture, more hydration?
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, definitely more hydrated. Uh, I don't, so I used to get just like so such dry skin that it would crack and bleed. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you the last time that happened. It's, it's been, you know, never since I got you know into this lifestyle. So it's, um, yeah, the quality of my skin is, is so much nicer. It, it's definitely more hydrated. Um, my skin tone is like incredibly better than it used to be. Uh, I, I don't think I, I talked about it in, 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 when I was telling my story, I, I actually just before this, I had another uh, call that I was talking about this, but so I, I think that was in the other call that I said it, but I, I used, so in eighth grade, um, I was playing basketball at, at the Y, the YMCA. Um, and, and the kid that I was playing against, I was going up for a layup and he came across and he hit me in the face and he broke my nose. And ever since then I had had like my face, especially my nose, it would like with the slightest temperature change, my, my skin would get all blotchy and red. And so that was something that really bothered me. Um, and so that was, you know, something that I, I didn't have any idea that, that changing my lifestyle or changing what I ate would have any impact on. Um, but it did, it, it, it completely cleared that up. It doesn't happen anymore where my face gets really blotchy and red and things. So, Uh, Even if I'm out, you know, obviously when you're out in Minnesota, it gets pretty cold and, um, you know, my face will get red, but it doesn't, it's not anywhere like, um, the same, it's not the same type of issue. So, um, yeah, it, that cleared up. And the thing is I, I, because I didn't get into this lifestyle with like the eczema or my skin, um, complexion on like the top of my mind. Like the, the major things that I was thinking about were my hair loss, mm-hmm. uh, as well as asthma, because those are the two things that really bothered me the most. Um, the eczema I would get a lot, especially in the summertime when I'd be in the sun, I would get like really rashy between uh, under my, in my creases of my arms and my legs. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't even like, I think I went a few years before I even like noticed that it didn't happen. I think, um, yeah, I I don't remember exactly when I recognized that it happened, but eventually I, I just realized, you know, I don't remember ever getting like, you know, my rashes again. So it was just kind of something that happened. And, and I I've had so many things like that where like, even if I think back now, it's like, there's things that I haven't even recognized that happened, like that cleared up. Um, and, and I'll just like, remember one thing like randomly that oh wow like that used to happen I don't have that happen anymore so, so yeah I I I wish I would have taken better notes <laughs> on when mm-hmm. like how long like the timeline of when when I noticed these things but um I, I think it was you know I think it was pretty pretty quick so
0: yeah wow I, I like that um and I think it's got to, a lot to do also with your bowel movement. So, of course, and I think we cannot really go an episode without talking about poop. Con- oh, yeah. Considering that we are, we are you know, uh, plant-based and raw for the most yes. part. Um, but you mentioned, you know, it's normal for people not to go to the bathroom every day. And I am scarily uh, learning this from people because, uh, of course, when I was a child up to my 20s, I had severe constipation and IBS. Uh, well, IBS I had until 30-something. But... Mm-hmm. severe compl- the constipation because when I was a child my parents used to give me antibiotics every year for a sore throat and just like you, I was getting mm-hmm. um, infections in my throat and so instead of actually healing my body antibiotics which Oh, uh, created chaos. So for yeah. me, of course, not going to the bathroom every day was uncomfortable. I didn't think it was normal, but it's really what I knew because hey, who goes to the bathroom every day? I'm not, I'm not. And nobody talks about it, right? Nobody wants to yeah. talk about poo. Nobody wanted to tell you what the poo should look like, the color, the smell, like nothing. And yeah. this is something relatively new because I think it's really something we talk about generally openly in public on podcasts since maybe I want to say 2013 uh which is actually coincidentally the the time when i started learning about the microbiome and um i think you know it's uh it's nice that it's in the in the in the public consciousness now because i think people need to talk about it and i learned that a lot of my ex colleagues that used to be a banker in in the bank used to like oh, only went to the toilet maybe every 4 days once a week I mean I cannot imagine living like that but then you know they have an array of problems that they think it's due to aging or stress and of course stress has got a big impact on the body and it's probably related to this but it's the bowel movement that's not happening so I'm sure the you didn't notice the eczema probably went away because you started having a much better microbiome and with your bowel movements being regular that generally you know means the skin is going to reflect that so Um, absolutely amazing so I was saying that obviously you you talked about all these wonderful physical issue but I think from a few key words that you use talking there is a much more there's a deeper uh, growth and healing that happened through the the journey which is much more spiritual so I like to talk about your growth internally emotionally spiritually and how you feel now versus then
1: yeah, this is one of the the issues that amaze me the most. Even even with all the physical improvements that I've seen, it's it's really like uh, it's like unbelievable to me the the evolution that I've had spiritually and just emotionally. Um, it, it's like night and day, completely. So, um, you know, I first of all, it, it gave me the freedom. Um, you know, emotionally to, to know that I'm in control, uh, of, of my, my health. You know, I, I used to, you know, cause the doctors always told me that I'm, I'm going to be on the asthma medications and, you know, going to have to take whatever medications for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just how it was to manage the, the, the disease. And so I, I just took that as truth until I had my experience with, you know, with this lifestyle and it just opened my eyes to the, the power that I have over my life and, and just, you know, the incredible power that each person has and in and, and controlling what, what happens for the, for the most part. So, so that was one of the, the things that really inspired me to, you know, continue doing what I was doing, but also researching and, and learning how to communicate this information to other people. So I, I really think, and that was one reason why I started my YouTube channel. So, uh, I used to be really terrified of public speaking. And so that was one thing where, you know, emotionally, again, like I just, I just was, was very self-critical and and just, I I don't, I'm, I'm still like not certain exactly where like my fear of public speaking came from, but I ended up, you know, completely turning that around. Like now I, I can, you know, give presentations and things, and it's just like, just something that I do, but it, it was, it was such a, like a limiting part of my life uh, that, you know, I, I couldn't really communicate what I wanted to communicate. And of course I'm still, I'm not saying that I've mastered communication because I, there's still many things that I need to improve or that I would like to improve um, in, in how I communicate and just that sort of a thing. So yeah, it's still a work in progress, but it's night and day from what it used to be, um, and and so I I think the the big transformation was was just you know realizing that you know we are in control of of our our health and and really the outcomes in our life, and so I started to think like, okay, I, I don't want to feel self-critical. Like I don't want to have these negative conversations internally about myself. Right. So I just realized that there's things I can do to, to change my mindset. And so I got really big into like motivational speakers, uh, like Les Brown and Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn and you know, those, those types of, uh, communicate or speakers and, uh, motivators. And, and yeah, it just was like, repetition. I just every single morning, really throughout most of the day, I would, I would listen like just with my headphones on, uh, these motivational speakers and just reconditioning my subconscious mind. Um, I think, you know, once we, once we start to bring in the fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, it, it calms the body. It puts us back into that parasympathetic state so that, you know, the mind it can free up, not only is it like healing the gut, but it's it's even beyond that it's it's connecting us back with that mind body, um, you know, connection. And it it allows you to be much more aware of the the barriers that that you have in your life, whether it's self-imposed or not. Um, and so you can start making decisions that are going to help you resolve these things and find solutions rather than um, you know, being in that, um, you know, fight or flight state where your awareness is so pigeonholed. It's like, you're just trying to survive. You're just, you you got cortisol going through you and adrenaline, and you're just like, all you want to do is react and, and find safety, um, and survive. And so you're not really using introspection. You're not really using foresight, uh, to be able to analyze the, the situation you're in. Uh, and and what solutions there are to change that situation if you want to change it. So that was you know that was the awareness that I was getting as I was bringing in these you know the the electricity and, and the antioxidants and the phytochemicals from the the plants and you know again healing the microbiome and, and the and my gut um, and just eliminating the waste you know eliminating the waste and along with the physical waste. My, you know, my mental waste was being eliminated as well. I was getting rid of a lot of these unhelpful programs that I had, you know, obtained over, you know, over my life. And so, yeah, I mean, it was just like unbelievable. I just started loving going into nature and mm. you know, I like being in nature before that, but it was like it was a different feeling now that I was like getting really connected with with my intuition and, and just with myself And yeah, just going into nature was like so meditative and healing. And I was just like, I was just like in awe of like, I would just like look at the leaves (laughs) and just like look at the bugs and, you know, just kind of appreciate life. Um, And so, yeah, it was just like in in those early days, especially I was just having like so many aha moments and, and just like so many, um, you know, revelations that I was just so, I was just so into it and, and over time, you know, while I'm still having, you know, different aha moments, it's not as, as frequent as back then, but it's still like, you know, now I've kind of leveled out to a place where, again, it's very sustainable. I feel really good. um, And I'm getting all the, the benefits that I want from, from my diet. And that frees me up to, you know, dig deeper into other areas. Like, like I'm really getting more into the, the emotional side and like, um, you know, in the spiritual side, but like just working on, on our emotions, I think, I think life is really like a, it's like a training ground for the mind. Like I think we're, we're here to master the mind. And I think people get stuck, you know, in the, in the dietary world where I think that's just a tool. I think the, Mm. the, Diet is just a tool to allow you to start working more on your mind and mastering, you know, and and eliminating the the, you know, the negative programming and self-critical thinking and and you know, finding finding that, you know, level, um, you know, uh, state within your mind where you you know you're not being reactive and um, you know, coming from a fear based state. Um, and so, yeah, that's, ki- that's kind of where I've been moving into more so than, uh, the diet. Cause I do feel like I've, I've kind of, you know, really honed in my diet. It's, mm. it's in a good place. And so that's kind of giving me more opportunity to to look into some of those things.
0: Totally. And I think, you know, it's the mind body soul connection. Yeah. I think there are levels, right. We ascend, uh, to become better and better at mastering, things and i think first of all if our temple is not clean if our temple is not healthy the mind is not going to be able to be clear you you talked about connections you're making that's really clear neuroplasticity which cannot happen if we don't even have the nutrients in our body to make it happen and then you know that clear pattern of thinking and dealing with the emotions is definitely very important are you there and i think connecting then with the spirituality understanding our purpose on this planet because i think really we are souls having a human experience and it is our job to take care of the best that we're in. But there is so much more to us than just, you know, these tangible limbs that we see. So um, I think you're doing definitely a great ascension into becoming a better and better coach and as well for your own experience as you go forward. And that's really important because I think that, you know, our own healing, our own journeys is what allows us to be helping others, right? Yeah. Yeah. Matt, this was so much fun. I don't know if you have, uh, if you want to share how people can get in touch with you and we will put everything in the show notes anyway, but also how can they work with you? And, um, you know, what if you have any specials on your programs, what's going on.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate, uh, the opportunity to, to speak to your audience and to get to know you. It's been great. Um, if anybody wants to connect with me, uh, my website is my and that's where I've got pretty much all my stuff. Um, you know, I've got my books. You can get the ebooks if you want the paperback um, copies. It's on Amazon, and so you can either get to that through my website shop. There's a link to the Amazon pages, or you can just look up the titles and or my name, and it should come up. But if you if you have trouble finding it on Amazon, if if you want the paperback book, um, you can get to that through my my website shop. So um, yeah, and and I'll do I do coaching. Um, I'm actually about to start writing a new book right now, um, on weight loss. And so that's, that's something that I just commonly, you know, see people having issues with. And so, uh, I think I've got a pretty good approach to helping people with that. And so I'm going to put it into a book, um, and that should be ready early next year. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm putting my focus right now, as well as I have a, a new weekly show on YouTube called the raw intuition health show. And each week, uh, every Sunday, actually, we just got done with the show right before this. Um, every Sunday at uh, tw- at noon Eastern time, uh, I go live with a different guest, and we discuss uh, a topic. And then after that, we do q and A Q&A session. And so I give away a free ebook in every show. So if you ask a question in the in the Q and A session, um, you'll be eligible to win a a free ebook. And so. Yeah. And, and people can sign up for my newsletter as well if they want to you know, keep up on all the new things that I've got going on. Uh, it's at my website. Again, MyRawIntuition.com. And yeah, that's pretty much all I got going on.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Matt. We'll put everything in the show notes as well, so no problem. People will be able to get in touch with you. And it was a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate your time. And you. uh, we can do this soon again, hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Take care. Bye. All right. You too. Thank you, Matt. And thank you everyone for staying on to this episode. If you want to learn more about Matt and how to work with him, how to buy his books, go into the show notes. I've linked everything there for you so you can find him easily. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you like, share, review it. Make sure that you help us grow by doing these things so that we can invite more and more amazing people. Okay, I will see you next week. Bye.